0: Dear Dolores,
1: D-E-A-R, this is an animal. As I'm writing this letter, I'm eating potato chips, and I'm starting to get thirsty. And you know this is pathetic, right? Tell me what you're trying to say. I don't know. Yeah, I miss her. Didn't say that. But do it in a manner that no one else has ever done it before. Something like... uh, Put this down. Falling in love with you was the easiest thing I've ever done. Nothing matters to me but you. And every day I'm alive, I'm aware of this. I loved you the day I met you. I love you today. And I will love you the rest of my life. So can I put a PS kiss the kids? A PS. Yeah, like at the end. That's like clinging a cowbell at the end of Shostakovich's seventh. a
2: seven. Right. That's
1: good. It's
2: perfect, Tony. 29 years ago, Spike Lee's masterpiece, Do the Right Thing, was snubbed at the Oscars in favour of a much more palatable story of race in America, driving Miss Daisy. There are echoes of that in this year's lineup as Mr. Lee's Black Klansman is nominated for Best Picture alongside another film about an odd couple in a car Green Book. There are some other parallels that don't really do Green Book any favours. A film that is ostensibly about race is told almost exclusively from the point of view of the white protagonist, and the writers and directors of both films are white. Green Book even acknowledges its debt to driving Miss Daisy with a scene featuring an impromptu outdoor urination homage. Viggo Mortensen, famously Aragorn in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy, plays Tony Vallalonga, known as Tony Lip, for his ability to bullshit. He's a nightclub bouncer at the Copa and a prodigious eater. Mr Mortensen has attempted to add some beef to his own physique to account for this, but it's not entirely convincing, even though the rest of his characterization is...
1: Tell me that don't smell good. I've never had fried chicken in my life. You people love the fried chicken. You have a very narrow assessment of me, Tony. Yeah, right? I'm good.
2: During some Copa downtime, Tony Lip gets a job as a driver come factotum for a black musician named Dr. Don Shirley. Shirley plays a kind of virtuoso pop-jazz piano, the kind of music that would make a black musician easy for a middle-class white audience to accept, and the kind of music that appears to offer Dr. Shirley little pleasure in playing. Anyway, it's a six-week tour of Middle America and the South, and it's 1961. Even Nat King Cole has had trouble down there. So Tony's job is to keep Dr. Shirley safe. On the long drives and in motel rooms and diners, our travelling companions at first bristle at each other and then eventually learn to love each other. How is that? Salty.
1: Have you ever considered becoming a food critic? No. Not really. Why, is your money in it? I'm just saying you have a marvelous way with words when describing food salty so vivid one can almost taste it hey i'm just saying it's salty and salt's cheating cook can make things salty to make it taste good without the salt we'll just the other flavors that's the trick i mean you take the basic we ingredients we should really get going soon if we expect to get to pittsburgh by dinner hmm. hey when i was in the army i know a guy from pittsburgh Except he called it Pittsburgh, But he said all the women there had huge tits. That's absurd. Why would women in Pittsburgh have larger breasts than, say, women in New York? Guess we'll find out, huh?
2: (laughs) Shirley is played by the great Maheshala Ali, Oscar winner for Moonlight a couple of years ago. And he works hard to find some depths for the character that the script doesn't really provide. Shirley's contradictions are far more interesting dramatically than Tony Lipp's journey from genial bigot to a spinner of homespun wisdom. But these contradictions are presented to us rather than examined because Green Book never stops being Tony's story. I don't question the right of these filmmakers to tell this story. It's obviously very personal to one of the screenwriters, Nick Vallelonga, Tony Lipp's son, who will have grown up listening to these stories at his father's knee. And I also don't doubt that this story is, notwithstanding the usual Hollywood romanticization and condensation, largely true. What I'm wondering is why we need this film right now. Do we need it? Even though the relationship between Tony Lip and Dr. Shirley was genuine and lifelong, does it help illuminate any wider truths about the world we lived in then or the world we live in now? Especially when director Peter Farrelly best known for the sophomoric comedies There's Something About Mary and Dumb and Dumber, seems to be unable to elevate the subsidiary characters above their various ethnic and cultural stereotypes. What little we see of the African-American community in Green Book seems to be viewed through a foggy lens of whiteness. They are either feckless horseshoe players, petty criminals or happy minstrels in a blues bar. The idea that Dr Shirley might finally come to life playing rhythm and blues on an upright piano in that bar when he's already told us that he'd rather be playing Chopin is borderline offensive, frankly.
1: As my mother always said, what kind of brand-new fool are you? Look at them over there. Take a good look at the officer you hit. Look at him. He's over there having a grand old time chatting up with his pals, enjoying a nice cup of coffee. And where are you? In here, with me, who did nothing. Yet I'm the one who pays the price. I'm the one who's going to miss the Birmingham show. Hey, I'm going to lose a lot of money, too, if you don't play Birmingham. So that little temper tantrum, was it worth it? Hmm? You never win with violence, Tony. You only win when you maintain your dignity. Dignity always prevails.
2: Green Book is rated M for some offensive language. And if I handed out stars, it would lose another half star for being an utterly unnecessary two hours and ten minutes long. Most films are too damn long these days.
0: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott.